hey, this is Leo, and a big welcome back to The Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. Firstly, a massive, massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the fantastic episode celebrating the 40th anniversary of Wham's debut album, Fantastic. Thank you for all the love on social media, all the comments, all the hearts. I greatly appreciate it. And I'm so pleased that everyone enjoyed the episode. And this podcast is all about the personal connection to music. And I have such a personal connection with Wham. And I'm so pleased to share that personal connection with you on the second podcast celebrating the amazing duo that is Wham. What an amazing week we've had. The Netflix documentary landed on Netflix on Wednesday. On Friday, we had the new compilation Echoes from the Edge of Heaven. Such a great week for Wham fans. And on this episode, we're going to break it down and talk about firstly the Netflix documentary. Then I'm going to go through the Echoes from the Edge of Heaven releases. And lastly, we're going to count down my favorite top 10 Wham songs. That was so difficult. I had a bit of help from some friends, which was fantastic. So I can't wait to share all that with you later on this episode. But firstly, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. That way you won't miss any future episodes. And if you've missed any past episodes, you can catch up anytime you like on your favorite podcast provider. The Netflix documentary landed on Netflix on Wednesday. Now, I didn't know what time it was going to be online. I woke up early thinking it's going to be there in the morning. It wasn't. I was waiting, waiting all day getting quite impatient, but about 5 or 6 p.m. it landed on Netflix and I watched it straight away. What an amazing documentary. And judging from the comments online, from social media and everything, everyone is raving about this documentary. So well done to all involved, the director, the producers, of course, Andrew, the George Michael Estate, Pepsi and Shirley, so many people involved with this documentary and thank you so much to all of you for putting in an amazing job and getting this to our screens which is fantastic and celebrating Wham and this documentary really proves just how much Wham means to everyone. For this review I'm going to go through from the start to the end of the documentary just highlighting a few things So I really hope you enjoy this breakdown of the Wham! Netflix documentary. If you haven't watched the documentary, all good. I'm not going to spoil things for you, but it is amazing. Firstly, the documentary starts at the very beginning. There's even an interview with the old headmaster, which I found really cute. And I love those goofy home videos. There's also a snippet of the Australian countdown interview with Molly Mardrum interviewing George in London in 1983. And I didn't really know this, but Andrew gave George the nickname Yog. I'm not sure why I didn't already know this. I probably did, but it probably slipped my mind. It was fantastic hearing some of the executive demo tape, their first band before Wham! on the documentary, and the original Wham! demo. Hearing those clips on this documentary, wow, wow, wow. 
Angie's mum, God bless her, thankfully made some scrapbooks back in the day from the very start, outlining all the achievements. It was so wonderful seeing all these images from these scrapbooks and they play an important part in the documentary. What an amazing legacy for Andrew and go through all those scrapbooks. It must have been such a highlight. Another interesting part from the documentary, Shirley and DC Lee were inspired by Human League. Both George and Andrew loved Human League, and at the very start, that was their inspiration for Wham, you know, with the two guys and Shirley and DC Lee. So I love that little fact. As I mentioned in last week's podcast episode, Bad Boys was written to formula something that George hasn't done since. That was to follow on from Wham Rap and Young Guns. And they do explain in the documentary why the guys don't really like bad boys. But Andrew has said since that it is a really cool dance track. This documentary has so much amazing behind-the-scenes footage, and I love seeing the Club Tropicana behind-the-scenes video footage. Amazing. And even when the guys were kids as well. So it was so good seeing all that retro footage. Another interesting take from the documentary, about six months before Club Tropicana, George had his first experience with a guy. And that was the inspiration behind the song, Nothing Looks the Same in the Light. listening to that song it certainly tells us where George's headspace was at when he was writing that song. The guys were obviously quite hands-on in all aspects of Wham! Having a hand in editing the home video footage for the first Wham! tour that was to be played during the intermission during the concert and Andrew had a hand in developing the tour program and the various stage costumes for Wham! over the years. And one thing I found really, really clear in this documentary was how important Andrew was to Wham! Wham! would not have reached the success they had without Andrew. He was really the driving force behind Wham! And that was really obvious during this documentary. Amazing behind-the-scenes footage from the first Wham! tour. Those crazy scenes. Now, I wonder if those girls in the clip have seen themselves in this documentary that would be so amazing. Also great to hear from their manager, Simon Napier-Bell, during the documentary. It was really good to get his insight during that time with Wham. Okay, let's talk about Keyless Whisper. OMG, some amazing footage of George recording the track in the US. And after working with such a legendary producer, he didn't like that version, so he went on to record the track himself, and that was a version we all know and love. They also went through about 10 different sax players before deciding on Steve Gregory, who plays that now famous sax solo during Keyless Whisper, and the amazing video footage from the Keyless Whisper video shoot. I had 
some spine tingling moments watching that. It was just so wonderful seeing that footage of George filming the video for Keyless Whisper. Another interesting takeaway from the documentary is they both knew what a big song Keyless Whisper was going to be. That just goes to show what an incredible song Keyless Whisper is and the belief they had even from those very early days. There's also some great footage of the guys in France recording the Make It Big album and George in the studio. And also George talking about his sexuality. He felt trapped in in the closet. So it was really touching hearing him talk about that. It must have been so hard for him back in the day. But thankfully, Andrew was by his side through it all. And at that time, George really needed Andrew. And it was because of Andrew that George had the confidence to go on with his songwriting, producing, and as an artist, what a wonderful supportive friend Andrew was to George. There was also some amazing behind-the-scenes footage of the US in-store for Make It Big. Those crazy scenes with the fans, love that. And some more great behind-the-scenes footage of the Everything She Wants shoot. Everything She Wants is one of my favourite Wham! songs and seeing that footage, I absolutely love that. Love, love, love. Now talking of Make It Big, George deciding to call the album Make It Big and to take it around the world. And they did. Guys, they did that. They took it all over the world. They had such great belief in themselves and their songs. As I keep mentioning, guys, there was so much behind-the-scenes footage in this documentary, and there's even some footage from Australia in Sydney and Melbourne, so it was so good to see that footage. I also love the section about Last Christmas. Again, all the amazing behind-the-scenes footage. Plus, there's also a clip of George doing the Band-Aid song, and George singing a bit of Last Christmas for the very first time. I found that really incredible because at the time it wasn't released, but here was George singing that song for the very first time. That was a bit of a moment. Another great moment in the documentary was hearing Elton John talk about Wham and George with such fondness. He always believed in George as a songwriter and there were some touching scenes at the Ivor Novella Awards in London where George won an award for his songwriting. Such an amazing moment for George and it just goes to show what an amazing songwriter George was then and that continued of course during his solo career. As you would expect, guys, there was so much footage from Wham! in China, including a really cute satellite interview from China. They received some massive exposure from that trip in China, especially in the US, and it really helped break them big time all over the world. The footage from Live Aid was another big moment. Wham's the biggest gig up until that point, and so many legends on that stage. Elton John, Freddie Mercury, David Bowie, Paul McCartney, what fine company the guys were in. And talking of footage, the amazing footage from the Wham! America concert tour as well. So I love seeing that footage. And also love seeing George's dad, Jack, talk about his success. And that was so lovely. He was so proud of George. And watching George's father talk about him was really, really touching. So I love that section of the documentary. Guys, we come to the final concert and all those fans lining up to get tickets 
And by the looks of things, this concert, guys, was filmed. And this really needs a release. Who's in for that? I am manifesting that. I really want to see a release of that final concert. What an amazing documentary. For me personally, I was right back there as a nine-year-old. When was the soundtrack to my youth? And watching this documentary brought back so many wonderful memories. There was a few tears, I have to admit, realizing we no longer have George, but what an amazing legacy he has left us as part of Wham! and his incredible solo work. So if you haven't watched the Wham! documentary, make sure you do on Netflix. And fingers crossed, we also get a DVD and Blu-ray release with extra footage. That would be amazing because judging from the documentary, there was so much footage and I'm guessing there was plenty more left on the cutting room floor. And that would be a great purpose for a full DVD or Blu-ray release. Fingers crossed that happens. So guys, let's take a quick splash break. Coming up next, I'm going to go through the echoes of the edge of heaven. That's all coming up next on The Sound Museum. Welcome back to this very special Wham! episode and that was a new remix of Club Tropicana, the Balarak Breeze remix. You can stream that now on your favourite streaming service. Now aside from the documentary, we also had the brand new compilation release, Echoes from the Edge of Heaven. And on Friday, thank goodness, my CD single box set and my 7-inch vinyl box set both arrived. So let's just go through each one, beginning with the 7-inch vinyl box set. I have to say, it's beautifully presented. All the 7-inch vinyl releases are in the same outer sleeve. When you slide out the vinyl, it has the original 80s sleeve inside, which is brilliant. Love that. And it is all pressed on black vinyl. For the AA side, Everything She Wants and Last Christmas, we get a beautiful gatefold sleeve with a second disc. And on that second disc is the Wham! Fan Club Christmas message and a Merry Christmas and Thank You message from the guys. So that was a beautiful touch for that AA side release. The second gatefold we get is with the Edge of Heaven release. The first disc has Edge of Heaven with Wham Rap 86, and the second disc has Battle Stations and Where Did Your Heart Go? Moving on to the beautiful hardcover book, which also comes with an outer sleeve. This book is absolutely stunning. Love the introduction, the details on each single, including all the production credits, behind the scenes of each single, stills and details from the video shoot, magazine and newspaper clippings, chart positions and certifications, and I really love how it also includes a bit about the Wham! Fantastic Mega Mix as well. One thing I found quite weird though, and this could be a possible error, um, it does show two photos from the Make It Big era in between Young Guns and Bad Boys. 
not sure what was going on there, but I would have included those two pictures later on when we got to the Make It Big era. There are also detailed notes for the extra tracks on the final, Wham Rap 86, Battle Stations, and Where Did Your Heart Go? And of course, so many behind the scenes photos, various photo shoots, many unseen photos, which makes this book a must have for Wham fans. Now in the box set at the back is a box full of extra goodies. We get a key ring, a badge. There's also an envelope which has the certificate of authenticity. Try saying that twice. Only 6,500 of these were made. It also has the original Wham! fan club membership card with the date December 2022 on it. There's also six beautiful art cards. Now these were replicas of postcards back in the day to promote the various singles. So we get six of these in the pack. We get Bad Boys, Club Tropicana, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, Freedom, I'm Your Man, and The Edge of Heaven. And there's also a beautiful Christmas card. Moving on to the cassette. Yes, there is a cassette in the 7-inch box set. And this cassette is purple. It's beautiful. It has five tracks on each side. Track one, we have Wham Rap, the special club remix. Track two is Young Guns, the US special 12-inch mix. Track three is Freedom, the long version. Track four is Arm Your Man, extended stimulation. And track five is Last Christmas, the pudding mix. On side B, we have track number one, Wham Rap, the social mix. Track two is Wham Rap, the unsocial mix. Track three is Everything She Wants, the remix. Track four, I'm Your Man, a cappella. And track five is Wham Rap, the special US remix. So I can't wait to actually play that cassette when I can find a cassette player, that is. <laughs> so that was the 7-inch vinyl box set. We're now moving on to the CD single box set. Now, I'm really pleased they decided to do a CD single box set. Let's just go through the entire pack, beginning with the booklet. Now, basically, the booklet is a condensed version of what's in the hard-covered book. So it's still very detailed, has all the information on each single release, the chart positions, and the various chart accreditations in the booklet. What I also love is that each CD single has the original single artwork from back in the 80s. Love that detail. And the actual CDs are a replica of the 7-inch vinyl, which I think is a really cool touch as well. Now, like all box sets, fans and record companies are never on the same page with what to include. Hardcore fans like myself want everything. So that's without any missing remixes or tracks missing, which from a fan point of view, I think is a fair call. Let's just go through the track listings on the CD singles and highlight some of the missing mixes which don't appear on this release. Let's begin with Wham Rap. Now this has six tracks, including the rare social and unsocial versions. Now I had not heard these tracks in years, so it was so cool to hear these two versions. Let's just play a snippet of the social mix first.
let's play the unsocial version. That is the social and unsocial versions as featured on the Wham Rap CD single in the box set. While we're on the Wham Rap CD single, track number five is supposed to be the special US remix. However, there is an error with this track. It's actually the US remix of Young Guns. I'm not sure what happened there, but so many fans have brought this error up online. So no doubt the record company are aware of the issue. And hopefully, fingers crossed, they actually replace all those CD singles because it is quite a major error to have the wrong track on the CD. That's quite a big stuff up. Speaking of Young Guns, there was also a second 12-inch mix of Young Guns, which is not included. Let's check out that mix now. Let's move on to the Bad Boy single. We only have the single version and the instrumental on the CD single. However, the extended version is sadly missing. I'm not sure why, but here is a bit of that mix now. Boys like you, a bad through and through. There's also another remix of Bad Boys, not on this release, with a slightly different intro. Moving on to Club Tropicana, we get the single version and the instrumental on the CD single. However, the instrumental version that I have differs from this version. So the original instrumental I have on the single has the crowd noise at the start. So let's check out the start of the original instrumental version of Club Tropicana. Moving on to the Club Fantastic Mega Mix. Now on the CD single we get the 7-inch version. 
There was also a 12-inch version, which is not on the CD single. Next up is Wake Me Up For You Go Go. Surprisingly, we only get the single version and the instrumental version. Again, there was also an extended version of the track. We are now up to the single Freedom. Now the track on the actual CD single is the album version, but it is not the single version. The single version has the trumpet solo at the end. And this also features on the final compilation. Let's take a listen to that version now. As you can hear, that has a different ending to what appears on the album and on the CD single box set. Moving on to the next one, which is Last Christmas. Now, I'm going to talk about this in more detail later on in the episode, but the original 1984 version is missing from the CD single. We all know the main version of Last Christmas, but the original 1984 version is slightly different, and I'll discuss that in more detail later on in this episode. Moving on to Arm Your Man. Now, this is one of my favorite Wham! tracks, but sadly, there's a slightly different extended version which is not included on this CD single box set. So that's the rundown on the CD single box set, Echoes from the Edge of Heaven. As you can see, there are plenty of mixes which were not used for this release. So maybe they are holding these back for possible album reissues. Hmm, I think that's a strong possibility. So hopefully we get those missing mixes on future Wham! releases. Now I'm recording this episode for you on Saturday afternoon. Yesterday I got the CD single box set and the 7-inch vinyl box set. I am still waiting on my blue vinyl and the CD version. So hopefully they will arrive early next week. But apparently there are some errors on all the vinyl sleeves, unfortunately. According to reports online, on the rear cover, A5 is listed twice. All tracks on side C are listed as C1. And all tracks on side D are listed as D1. And for these reasons, a postcard is inserted into the sleeve saying, and I quote, Dear Wham Fan, our record company has drawn to our attention that the gatefold sleeve 
of the double vinyl album release Wham! The Singles Echoes from the Edge of Heaven features incorrectly numbered track listings for sides A, C and D, for which they apologise. The track titles and running order are correct. We were given the option to have the printer sleeves destroyed and reprinted at no cost to us, but at a time when we are all striving to consume less of the world's resources, we asked the label to put out the erroneously numbered sleeves into circulation and to correct the numbering on future runs. The insert appears on the vinyl, just explaining that there is an issue with the vinyl releases. So guys, in conclusion, I'm really pleased with this release. The Wham! Echoes from the Edge of Heaven. As a fan since day one, it's been an amazing time celebrating this amazing group once again. And these reissues breathe new life into Wham! And as I record this on Saturday afternoon, um, I can see the compilation is in the top five on iTunes in, in Australia, which is amazing. So we've gone through the echoes of the edge of heaven. What is coming up next? What do you think is coming up next? Clearly, there's a lot more to explore with Wham. Reissues of the albums, Fantastic, Make It Big, and even the edge of heaven are long overdue. It would be great to get these all remastered, featuring extended versions, mixes not on this release, unreleased mixes, demo versions, maybe some unreleased tracks, all released on CD, cassette and vinyl. Another thing worth exploring is a 12-inch vinyl box set, which will be something worth looking into, featuring all the singles. They could even release one each year to celebrate Record Store Day. That would be really cool. Another thing that hardcore Wham! fans have brought up online is that there's no visual component for the Echoes of the Edge of Heaven releases. So, I think a DVD or Blu-ray with each reissue would be amazing. Or the videos, or the behind-the-scenes footage, the making of the videos. As we've seen in the Netflix documentary, there's so much footage. So all that on a DVD and Blu-ray for the reissues would be a great plus for Wham! fans. They could also include some live TV performances from Top of the Pops as a nice bonus. Um, recently, the Pet Shop Boys and Danny Minogue have done that on their reissues. So, so that is another possibility going forward. Speaking of live performances, all that footage from the Netflix documentary, some of the Wham! concerts were filmed it would be great to have these released on DVD and Blu-ray, maybe with a live album as well. But the biggest moment will have to be the final Wham! concert on DVD and Blu-ray. Clearly this concert was filmed, and I know fans have been asking to get this released for years. So in 2026 is the 40th anniversary of that concert. So maybe a 40th anniversary edition of the final concert as an order. That would be amazing. Watching the Wham! documentary and seeing all the images from the scrapbooks that Andrew's mum kept. So maybe an amazing coffee table book, maybe a couple of volumes using images and things from the scrapbook. That would be a really lovely moment for Wham! fans. Now from my point of view, there's endless opportunities 
with revisiting Wham's back catalogue and legacy. I know fans would buy the reissues, they would buy books, they would buy DVDs. Many record companies these days don't realise that people in their 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond want a physical product. So to release these on CD, cassette, vinyl, I have no doubt that fans would buy a good quality product. So I hope Andrew, George's estate, the record company Stony Music, listen to this and get cracking on some exciting new Wham releases for the future. That would be just the edge of heaven. <laughs> have to say that. So before we get into my top 10 Wham songs, Let's take another quick splash break and check out another remix of Club Tropicana. This one is the Wonderland Redux remix. That is a new remix of Club Tropicana, Wonderland Deluxe Remix. You can get that on your favourite streaming service. With this next segment, I decided on my ultimate Wham! Top 10. I thought I'd make it really hard on myself by including not only the singles, but also the album tracks as well, just to make things interesting. Now, to come up with my ultimate Wham! Top 10, I thought about the songs which I loved as a kid, the songs which I continue to listen to today, and the songs which have had a lasting legacy. So after all that, I've decided on my ultimate Wham! Top 10. So let's start at number 10 with this track from Fantastic. That is a second single from the debut album Fantastic from 1982, written by George and produced by George along with Steve Brown. And I love the various mixes of the track as well. Back in the day, it reached number three in the UK and number four here in Australia and New Zealand. It reached number one in Sweden and top 10 in Belgium, Netherlands and Norway. I love the video. It's set in the disco. They're having a great time. Love the dance routine. And I also love the key change towards the end of the track. So Young Guns is my top 10. For my number nine, let's stick with Fantastic. This is Bad Boys. Once again, written by George and produced by George along with Steve Brown. This is the third single from the debut album Fantastic, released back in May 1983. A number two hit in the UK, number nine in Australia, number 10 in New Zealand and number 60 in the US. It also went on to reach the top 20 in many European countries as well. 
the extended club mix appears on the 12 inch vinyl love that mix but george himself has always hated the track and it did not appear in the 1997 compilation, The Best of Wham, if you were there. The video, as I was saying last week, is really cringeworthy. I can see why George doesn't like it. I also hear that Andrew hates the video as well, <laughs> but it is very cringeworthy. It's very back in the day, but as I said last week, the Aviator Glasses made their debut, and they'd also appear later on during the Faith era. So moving on to number eight, and this is the first track on my top ten from the Make It Big album. I don't want your What a cool track. I've always loved Freedom, written and produced by George, the third single from their second album, Make It Big. George wrote the track when he was 19, and he has said of the track, and I quote, I thought, I can't believe I've just done that. I was absolutely thrilled, because up until then, I had no real understanding of my abilities, but with Freedom, I started to take myself seriously as a writer. Now, the B-side on the UK 7-inch single was the instrumental track of Freedom, but the US got the album track Heartbeat. The long version appears on the UK and US 12-inch vinyl. Let's take a listen to that long version now. Freedom was also remixed for the US market, extending the track by about 20 seconds with extra vocals and a trumpet section. Now this version appeared on the final and the best of Wham! If You Were There compilations. Let's take a listen to that remix version. Freedom was Wham's second number one single in the UK, on top for three weeks, and number one in Iceland, Ireland and Norway, hitting number three in the US and Australia, and number eight in New Zealand. Back in the day, there were two seven-inch picture discs which were released, one of Andrew and one of George, and of course the video features footage from the Wham in China documentary. Moving on to number seven. I'm your Once 
Once again, written and produced by George. I'm Your Man was written really quickly. The whole first verse and chorus came to George in about five minutes on an internal flight in America during the Wham! America tour. I'm Your Man was a standalone single, though it did appear on the US release The Edge of Heaven and on the final compilation. The UK 7-inch features Do It Right, which is the instrumental version of the track, and on the 12-inch it also features the Do It Right instrumental, as well as this a cappella version. All I want is for you to be there, and when I'm turned on, if you want me, I'm Also on that 12-inch vinyl release is the fantastic extended stimulation mix. You bad. You bad. You bad. You 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 bad. I'll make you rich. I'll make you rich. Make you poor. You bad. You you bad. You bad. You you bad. You bad. He's crazy. He's tough. Strictly to your style. remix of I'm Your Man. There was also a 12-inch picture disc in the UK as well. I'm Your Man became the third number one single in the UK, also number one in Denmark, Ireland, Italy and in New Zealand, and reached number three in the US and here in Australia. In 1996, George re-recorded the track, which was much more funkier, appeared as a B-side for a single Fast Love, and on the Best of Wham! If You Were There compilation. Let's take a listen to that funky version right now. The video for Army Man was shot in black and white and filmed at London's Marquee Club. The song was also the final song that George and Andrew performed together at the final Wham! concert at Wembley Stadium. Let's move into number six, and this one may shock a few of you. Wake me up before you go, go, leave me Before you go, go, cause I'm not planning on going solo. Wake me up 
Oh my god, Leo. Only number six. Wake me up before you go go. Written and produced by George, of course. The lead single from the second album, Make It Big. Now, a few of you must be wondering why such an iconic song is only my number six. But I think since it's released until now, it's been played so many times. It's on so many 80s compilations. I hear it on radio all the time. I still love the track, but over time, it's moved down my top 10 slightly. So it's only my number six. But George really wanted to make a really energetic pop record that had the best elements of 50s and 60s. George done a demo version of this track at home with just a bass line and a vocal on the track. He recorded Wake Me Up Before You Go Go at Soundwest Studios in London. During rehearsals they used a Lynn drum machine because the drummer was late and it was such a good track they kept it in the original mix. The instrumental version appears on the B-side while on the 12-inch single it also features a live version of the track from Fantastic, A Ray of Sunshine. Wake Me Up Before You Go Go was the first number one single in the UK and US. It also reached number one here in Australia, Belgium, Canada, Iceland, Ireland, Netherlands, Norway and Sweden and number two in New Zealand. Wake Me Up Before You Go Go has sold over 5 million copies worldwide and who can forget the infamous video with those Choose Life t-shirts and the fluo that was filmed at London's Brixton Academy. So guys, we are halfway through my ultimate Wham! Top 10 and it is July, so here's a bit of Christmas in July. Such an iconic track, Last Christmas, again written and produced by George. A double A-side single with Everything She Wants, the final single from the Make It Big album. George wrote the track in 1983 while George and Andrew were visiting his parents. George wrote the track in his old childhood room and they recorded the track in August 1984 in London. Now with Last Christmas, George played every single instrument on the track despite not being a musician. He had the Lynn drum machine, a Roland synth, and Christmas decorations were in the studio to set the mood for recording the track. What I love about this track is it's very simple in its structure. It's so catchy, it's so easy to listen to, and it stood the test of time. The original version of Last Christmas was done, but it wasn't commercially released. However, I discovered this version on a Christmas compilation I bought a couple of years ago in New Zealand of all places. So I'm thinking at the time the label used the incorrect version on the compilation. But there is a few obvious differences on the original version. And in this next clip I've chosen three snippets from the track where you can clearly see the differences from the main version.
Last Christmas was first released in December 1984. It spent five weeks at number two behind Band-Aid's monster hit, Do They Know It's Christmas, where all royalties from a single were donated to the Ethiopian famine. That was the same for Last Christmas as well. So despite only reaching number two back in the day, it finally reached number one in the UK in 2020 and again in 2022. Last Christmas is a huge hit worldwide at Christmas time. The track has only increased with popularity over the years and continues to dominate the charts worldwide every year, along with the earworm from Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Last Christmas has only reached number two in New Zealand and Australia. And in the US, just last year, it reached a new peak of number four. Can last Christmas go number one this Christmas? Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. I'm a massive fan of 12-inch mixes. And Wham's Last Christmas is one of my favorites because the pudding mix has extra vocals and production, which actually appeared on the original version of the track. Let's have some pudding and check out that pudding mix. Last Christmas has sold well over 10 million copies worldwide, increasing every year due to huge streaming numbers. The infamous video was shot in Switzerland in November 1984, featuring friends of the guys along with Pepsi and Shirley. Such a great video. And you can catch that iconic video on YouTube where it's been upscaled to 4K. Let's edge away to number four with this track. As always, written and produced by George, at the time promoted as a final Wham! single, released a few weeks before the final concert in June 1986. Wham! previewed this track during the Wham! America tour the year before, and Elton John plays piano on the edge of heaven. The UK 7-inch featured Wham! Rap 86, while the US got Blue, the live in China version. The second 7-inch single and the 12-inch single also featured the new tracks Battle Stations and Where Did Your Heart Go? Edge of Heaven reached number one in the UK, Belgium, Greece and Netherlands, Number two here in Australia, number three in New Zealand, and number 10 in the US. Once again, the video was shot in black and white at Twickenham Film Studios in London. We are up to the final three songs on my ultimate Wham! Top 10, and let's head to the beach. Top, top, it kind of 
My number three, Club Tropicana, written by George and Andrew, and produced by George with Steve Brown. Club Tropicana was the fourth single from the album Fantastic, released in July 1983. The guys were at the track in 1981 in Andrew's living room, and of course a bit of that track appeared on the infamous demo tape, which secured the guys their recording contract. As I mentioned last week in the fantastic episode, I loved the video for Club Tropicana. The guys look hot on the beach, the shower scene, and make sure you check out the new remixes of Club Tropicana on your favourite streaming service. Moving in to number two, and I absolutely adore this track. The first and only album track to appear in my Ultimate Wham! Top 10, written and produced by George, that is Heartbeat, one of my absolute favourite Wham! tracks. They recorded Heartbeat during the Make It Big sessions in southern France in July 1984. It also appeared on the B-side to Freedom in the US and Canada. Now, I'm sure I'm not the only one to think that Heartbeat should have been a single. It's such an amazing track. Gorgeous vocals from George. Absolutely adore Heartbeat. Okay, guys, we are up to number one. My favourite ever Wham! track back then and now has not changed is Everything She Wants. Once again, written and produced by George in August 1984, released in December 1984 as a double A side with Last Christmas. For this track, George had the backing track first with the Lynn drum machine and a synth program he liked. And he wrote the song in the hotel the very next day. The album version clocks in at just over five minutes. And on the remix, we get more extra vocals. We love that. And this appeared on the final and the best of Wham! compilations. Let's take a listen to those gorgeous extra vocals and production on Everything She Wants. My Love those extra moments on the remix of Everything She Wants. Reaching number one in the US, Canada and Iceland, number two in the UK, number six in New Zealand and number seven here in Australia. The black and white video contains live concert footage and George has stated on several occasions 
It's his favourite Wham! song. George also performed the track on the MTV Unplugged special and he remixed the track for the Best of Wham! If You Were There compilation in 1997. Well, guys, that is my ultimate Wham! Top 10. Let me know how I did on my social media, or you can flick me an email. All the details are in the show notes. Now, just as a matter of interest, just outside my top 10 were two tracks which nearly made it. And those two tracks are... That is Where Did Your Heart Go? A cover of the 1981 Was Not Was track. What I love about this track is the amazing vocal from George, simply spine tingling, released on both the final and the Edge of Heaven compilations. Now, back in the day, Where Did Your Heart Go? received a standalone release in several countries, including the US and Australia. It reached number 7 in the Netherlands, number 50 in the US, and number 54 in Australia. And George Evan co-directed the video for the track. Another one of my favourite Wham! tracks, which is just outside my top 10, was from the debut album Fantastic, A Rare Sunshine. I've always loved this track. It's so catchy, that disco influence written by George, produced by George with Steve Brown from the debut album, Fantastic. Ray Sunshine, not quite in my top 10, but pretty close. So you've heard my top 10. I wanted another layer to this top 10. So I asked three of my best friends, who are all huge Wham! fans, to let me know their favourite top 10 Wham! songs. Now my friend Fiona let me know her top 10, and one song which was not in my top 10, but was in her top 10, was this track from the debut album. Written by George and produced by George with Steve Brown. That is Nothing Looks the Same in the Light. And when I look online, that track is a firm fan favourite. So another good track from the debut album, Fantastic. And one of the tracks from my friend Fiona's Ultimate Wham! Top 10. My friend Adrian gave me his top 10 and there were a few surprises in his list. At number two, again, like my top 10, was Heartbeat. 
But my number one, Everything She Wants, was his number 10. I couldn't believe that. But one track which did appear on his top 10, but not mine, was Wham Wham. The debut single from Wham, written by George and Andrew, produced by Bob Carter. Of course, the debut single first released back in June 1982, and that came at number eight on Adrian's top ten. Interestingly, his number one song was Young Guns. So there you go, quite a few tracks from Fantastic making up Adrian's top ten. Moving on to my friend Alessandra, I've known her for over 20 years. We first met in South Yarra when we were both in the queue to get concert tickets for Kylie Minogue's Fever Tour back in the day. And she let me know her top 10. And at number 9 was Where Did Your Heart Go? which was just outside my top 10. But at number 10 on her countdown was a track from the final Battle Station. Written and produced by George, Battle Stations is a raw, minimal dance track. Could this be the direction they were going if they had released that third album? Don't know, but Battle Stations is also a clear fan favourite, and it appeared on both the Final and the Edge of Heaven compilations. Alessandra also loved Heartbeat, but also loved these two tracks from Make It Big, Credit Card Baby, and If You Were There. You can have my credit card, baby, but keep your red hot fingers up for my heart, lady. All I know is what I see. Don't get it what you want, a girl, it ain't just me. No matter how you cry, I'm not giving up. <laughs> so much to my beautiful friends Fiona, Adrian and Alessandra for their ultimate Wham! Top 10. As I was saying before, do let me know on my socials what your favourite Wham! songs are or you can flick me an email anytime you like or the details are in the show notes. So we've gone through the ultimate Wham! Top 10. Let's just go through a few stats for the albums. Of course, their debut was fantastic in 1983 reaching number one in the UK and New Zealand, number five in Australia, and number 83 in the US. The second album in 1984, Make It Big, was big. Number one in the UK, US, Australia, New Zealand, and number one all over Europe. Make It Big has sold over 10 million copies worldwide. 
Moving on to the compilations, Music from the Edge of Heaven, which was released in 1986, was only released in the US, Canada and Japan, reaching number 9 in Canada and Japan and number 10 in the US. The final, also released in 1986, was released elsewhere in the world, reaching number 1 in New Zealand, number 2 in the UK and number 5 here in Australia. Fast forward to the 90s and the best of Wham! If You Were There was released in 1997. Now this compilation does not include Bad Boys because George hates it, but it does contain album tracks If You Were There and Like a Baby from Make It Big. There was also two remixes, Everything She Wants 97 and I'm Your Man 96. The Best of Wham If You Were There reached number four in the UK and number 29 in Australia and in New Zealand. So guys, we've gone through the Netflix documentary, we've gone through the Echoes from the Edge of Heaven releases and my ultimate top 10. I really hope you've enjoyed the episode and I hope you've enjoyed all the moments on social media. I've been posting videos and photos all week. So I really hope you've enjoyed all those moments across my socials. As always, thank you so much for listening to The Sound Museum. Make sure you subscribe because there's plenty of exciting episodes coming up for you over the next few weeks and months. So until next week, Have a fantastic Wham! week. Enjoy the documentary, enjoy the music, and I will see you next week for a new episode on the Sound Museum. Take care.